So that means that we need divine intervention, divine uh, information or wisdom to help us see beyond our human limitations. Right. So, uh, you know, how do you know to uh, open this? How do we know to start movement right when we did? I had, I had this experience with like, This is the Movement Podcast. What's happening? What's happening? This your man, Lazarus Bruner Jr., your host for the Man Up Movement Podcast. This your co-host, Torrance R. Simmons. And we are, we not in the building, because if we in the building, that means we not moving nowhere. Yes, sir. So we out on any streets. In your ear. <laughs> Coming to you live through your speakers, man. Welcome. Thank you for joining us in this uh, next edition, this next selection of this podcast we are bringing to you our sixth value which is vision vision el visiones i don't even know if that's spanish but uh, i don't think that <laughs> is but we're gonna go with it yes let's roll with it man vision so we've covered uh multiple values we came up with seven values to run our company by and to run our lives by as yes, individuals sir. And so we covered leadership, we covered integrity, we covered uh, vulnerability, we covered fortitude. Uh, excuse me, ex on the uh, on, on vulnerability. vulnerability. We ain't got there yet. That's in a couple episodes. Yeah, I'm just giving y'all something to come back to listen to. <laughs> um, so I said leadership, integrity, fortitude, love, love. and uh, we're covering uh, vision today. And right. then that leaves us two more. So you got to stay tuned. Yes, sir. You got to stay tuned. Yep. These are these are game changers for us as men. And the goal for this podcast is to um, encourage men to pursue God's gold standard in manhood, masculinity, and leadership uh, through value-driven living. Yes, sir. And the fifth one that uh, we've covered is vitality. Vitality. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, we dropped that one. <laughs> Charge it to my head, not my heart. We're going to charge it to something. Yeah. I, I actually busted my head open twice. Oh, Lord. Yeah. So I'm a, I got, I got, I got Dr. Slip. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got an excuse. Uh, I, I have, uh, I am a survivor of multiple concussions and uh, busted heads opens uh, via basketball. But I love basketball. But anyway, so vision. So Torrance and I initially met right before i hosted this uh my first event for uh movement which was the stone mountain experience and yes. in my mind i had this this idea that i wanted to gather men at at the base of stone mountain and create this devotional experience where as we ascended up the mountain we would stop at various points of the mountain and talk about various stages of our manhood, various stages of the development of our masculinity and leadership. And so that for this first one, I focus on uh, vision. And so at the base of the, vi uh, of the mountain, I talked about what we have seen. Oh, I'm sorry, what we, what we saw. 
as a kid growing up. Right. What we saw as a kid growing up began was the first introduction and the shaping of our manhood masculinity and our leadership ability. And so we get older and time goes on and then it becomes what what we have seen. And so what we seen begins to really develop and solidify. Okay, this is what I've seen. This is what I saw. So it must be, you know, it, it must be. And then a a third stage is then, you know, some things start not to work out. I realize that um, the examples of manhood doesn't fit me. Uh, I'm not playing sports anymore. Uh, This chasing girls thing is definitely not healthy, nor does it make me feel good anymore. Like I need something more. So then I begin to ask the question, what now? What do I seek? Right. Right. What are you seeking? What am I seeking? And then the last thing, once we got to the apex of Stone Mountain, becomes now that we're at this higher vantage point, we can look around and see beyond even past the uh, the eyesight to, to create this vision. Now that I have a different perspective, now I have vision. Yep. And so this is kind of the context and the lens that we're going to be uh, uh, talking about vision uh, is through this lens. Yes, sir. Uh, the definition, it's two of them, the faculty or state of being able to see, and then the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. Mm. So, I mean, that that's really loaded. Do you want to kind of extrapolate on the, <laughs> you tell me of reading the dictionary lately. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, to to kind of expound upon what we're or extrapolate <laughs> on what we're what we're going into, um, we're going to focus on the second one, the wisdom or the imagination uh, to plan the future, uh, with hints toward the first one of being able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, that vision or that sight is kind of physical and metaphoric mm-hmm. in a sense. So that's that's kind of the what what we're planning on talking about in today's episode. So let's uh let's let's really dive into it. So we we looking at uh, manhood uh in the area of our relationships. We looking at it uh, our relationships, our family, our marriages. Uh, we're looking at uh, our manhood, masculinity, and leadership in the area of our community in the marketplace. So let's look at what vision looks like for our relationships and our family. So let's talk about that. What does what does it mean to why why should I, as a husband or a father or a boyfriend or somebody in a relationship, why should I even worry about vision in in that? What what part does vision play in that so i know we talked about it earlier so if if i have a vision or i have an idea of what this relationship should look like so we, before we even go into fatherhood we'll we'll start with the relationship if i have an idea of what this relationship should be mm-hmm. an expectation if you will because mm-hmm. that's a planning of the future expectation right so um, let's assume that we are thinking about marriage. And I know in our community, marriage isn't pushed, but let's say that it is. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a plan or a vision for our marriage. Does it align with my significant other's vision? Right. And if it doesn't, 
then you start already starting off on the wrong foot. Starting off on the wrong foot. So I think one thing that we need to to do is start talking about what is our vision for our relationships. Mm -hmm. And then from there, build on to it for our families. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you said it best. Insert last name here. What is our vision? Right. And it's a process, man, but it all starts with us. And this yes. is something that I didn't realize and, um, until I really started to grow in my faith in, in, in how God created marriage, right? We say marriage is a Christian institution that was created by God. And no other religion or anything talks about marriage until Christianity. And so when you look at how it's supposed to be done, originally the way God set it up is that a man does recognizes you know what i'm doing i'm 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 building this this garden i'm tending to this garden but i'm doing it by myself right like i I feel lonely every everything has a pair but i don't have an equal right and so god gave him a mate right right he recognized i'm lonely everybody else has somebody and then god gave him but what i think is important is that he was already working on his garden. And I think in today's society and what I didn't know and maybe what you didn't know was that in order to do this marriage things right, we have to have a vision for it, which means we have to plan and prepare for it ahead of time. And that's one thing that I didn't do. I thought, hey, we get together and we create this life together. Right. Right. So I I think. I think I'm a say that I did have a little bit of advantage. So, so nobody asked you, bro. I know, but (laughs) so I didn't in my direct path. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I speak a direct path, my mother and father, um, they weren't together. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know my father, don't know his side of the family. Apparently I got step, step sisters and a stepbrother. Don't know. Mm -hmm. But I saw my grandfather and grandmother. Mm. Um, and I experienced a lot of marriage through them. Mm. Um, there were other people in the community that I were was able to see and kind of see an idea of, of marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, especially in today's standard, marriage isn't talked about for men. You know, from a man's perspective, yeah, from right. a, from a man's perspective, it's go out and play the field. Mm-hmm. You know, sow your wild oats, right? Uh, but you know, nobody directly told me. You know, you shouldn't do mm-hmm. that. But I saw. Um, I'll never forget. It was my grandparents' fifty-first wedding anniversary, and the love that my grandfather had for my grandmother. I was like, I want that. Right. right. So everybody I dated, I dated with the intent of marriage. And mm. I'm not saying as soon as I hooked up with somebody in a girlfriend, boyfriend relationship, we going to get married. Mm. But I approached it with. Right. Is this the person that I could marry? And that should be the purpose of dating. Yes, it should be. Dating is not just this hobby you do just to please yourself. Because first of all, that's not, you know, our goal is to encourage the standard. Right. Right. So um, I did that. And um, once I met my wife, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about it in a previous episode. We had the kind of crossroads of I had a vision for myself and then for us. Mm-hmm. So my vision was to start a company, but mm-hmm. I wanted her to join me in the journey. Mm-hmm. And her vision was she wanted to be put first at the time, but I had a a serious conversation. I told her the truth of what my vision was Mm -hmm. and she changed and joined me, Mm -hmm. you know, even though the company didn't stay around, we did. Right. Even into planning for children after marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we sat down and we talked, um, you know, what is parenthood going to be for us? Right. So we we kind of planned it out, um, mm. and I think we took the rebuke. I always talk about uh, with life and vision. You know, even in the Stone Mountain experience, people take or children take two approaches to what they see: mm-hmm. repeat or rebuke. Right. And I think we were rebuking what we saw. Right. In our right. direct path. Uh, and when I say direct path, I'm talking about our direct parent or our parents. Um, we rebuked what we saw. Mm-hmm. She was scared, but her vision for us and my vision for us was to stay together forever. Right. And not was, is to stay together yeah. forever until death do us part. Mm-hmm. So um, once we took that, then we expounded into children. So um, I know you you um, talked about the kids, the family part. Um, I think you took a, a pretty dope um, position on that. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So coming up with family values. So I had a good friend of mine tell me that one of his mentors had had coached him through coming up with a, a family mission statement. And and the and the values that we would want our kids to walk away with. And so as he's talking through this, I'm thinking about, wow, like, man, what actually probably one of the things that causes kids to go astray out in the world seeking their value and their identity is a lack of family value and identity right and i'm like what remember back in the day you'd be like man them jenkins man or them them simmons man them simmons right. kids they they you know those bruna kids man and i'm like man we don't really identify with our last names and stuff so wouldn't it wouldn't it be cool if i said man you know what here is the bruner family mission wife kids this is what we're gonna this is how we're gonna um anchor our actions towards one another this is how we're going to treat one another and here are the values that I, I i believe that we should be known by so when people talk about you 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 they talk about us and it's going to be a reflective of our relationship with god so now when my kids go out or when i go out or when my wife goes out they are representing something greater than themselves and it's right. like you're not going to embarrass the bruna name because you know, we we're protecting this thing. Right. Right. I think what both of us are saying though, it's the vision when it comes to the family or relationship element mm-hmm. boils down to communication. Yes. So both sides have to communicate um, within the relationship. And then when you start planning your family or if the family's thrown upon you, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not planned. Right. 
But when the family is thrown upon you, you got to communicate in what's the vision. Right. And how we going to work together in unison. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's very important. Um, and another thing, coming back to revisit, you know, are we on track? Uh, does this vision make sense? Right. Because sometimes you find you find something else out there. Um, I think the best best uh, example of that Jay-Z just had a freestyle mm -hmm. and he said um, they talk about crabs in the barrel mm -hmm. but nobody told the crabs they don't belong in a barrel right. so sometimes what you see you yeah. you build your vision exactly on what you see right. but sometimes you get to get out of that barrel right. and you don't know what's, what's beyond there right. but you get out of it so sometimes it's okay to go back and adjust your vision yeah. but I think it goes back to that communication factor yeah and I think an important uh, factor in this is uh, we may have a vision and what we want things to look like and then life happens Yes, and then you have to make some adjustments uh, I didn't plan on being in this situation but we are so how are we going to continue to move and progress in a healthy way in the future? And I realized, like, hey, I didn't start off with a vision. We were married 14 years before I even started talking about a vision. You know what I'm saying? Right. But once I came across that knowledge, once my eyes peeked over that barrel, right. I'm like, oh, snap. Does it make sense for me to continue going on in this direction or do I need to pivot and make some adjustments and go ahead and say, you know what? I hadn't been that man. I hadn't been that husband. I hadn't, I hadn't been that father. Let me go ahead and cast his vision now. Yeah, I love it. The fact that no matter how far in you've been. Right. You can stop course correct and start doing it right. Um, we always talk about the habitual. Uh, all our values are. Uh, have a habitual motion or practice yes you got to do it yeah practice 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 so we talked about the the implications of vision in our relationship and in our family structure and even how to set it and how to begin to set it now now let's move into this community thing man because this is almost like a a i don't know it's a topic of frequent discussion but i think this could probably provide some stuff. So vision in the community. Ooh. Man, this this is this is layered now. I'm so I'm gonna try to approach it lightly. We're trying to give a general overview, but kind of breaking it down. Movement exists for the community of men. Yes. Right. And and it's our belief that men is the beginning of redefining and, and reestablishing families, communities and stuff like that. So our target is men. But uh, I think specifically, man, looking at us as uh, a black community, a community of African-Americans. And, and we're all over the place. Right. I stay in the suburbs. Right. There's some people stay in, in, in Metro Atlanta. You know, some people stay south southwest side and it, the community, man. I, I don't I don't even I can't if I'm honest, I don't even know what community for us as black people look like these days. It's it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, there I think we've allowed so many people to come in and tell us what our community should look like 
they promote within our community and it's so many negative stereotypes. Um, one billboard uh, that was discussed was a well-built um, black man with a, a chain around his neck holding a pit bull in the neighborhood. And whatever product they were promoting, it was like, why would that be in our community? We're, what about the well-dressed, college-educated businessman? Right. Why is that not promoted? Because, like we said, what you see creates your vision. Yes. So if if the companies are coming in and saying, hey, this is what I see, this is what I'm going to project back to you, and then the people in the community say, well, that's what I see, then that's what I must be, then there's no expansion on that vision. And so it's kind of this cyclical. It, it's almost, if you go into any high school, mm-hmm. pick one at random. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, if you ask, say, ten, ten students, black students, what they want to be when they grow up, guaranteed it's going to be some type of a pro athlete mm-hmm. or something in music, a rapper mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. singer. You know, we've lost the the doctors, the lawyers, the even the general plumbers, electricians, you know, the technical Bob, jobs. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody wants to, to do that. Everybody wants to be the glorified or mm-hmm. I even heard somebody say, I want to be a reality TV star. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and it's it's <laughs> uh, I don't I don't I, I, res- I respect everybody right. and, and where they are. But we're made for more than that. Right. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. Um, I think the best quote, Helen Keller, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Mm. And a lot of our communities don't have vision. Right. Right. Able to see, but not seeing. That's what Jesus talked about, too. Right. You know. Yeah. And, and you know, coming from a, a position where I worked in community and, you know, on the uh, Carver communities and going into schools and, and the YMCA's and stuff like that. It really is. Uh, I, I admit I got burnt out because I was trying to create something that maybe the community didn't have a vision for. Right. I had a vision for what it could be. And that's probably why I got burnt out. I, I, I probably need to consult with with them, with the people of that community. And I think that's what's happening with this whole gentrification thing It's like, OK, well, we want a coffee shop in, in here and now we think that's going to add value. Or we you know, we want. Well, that's what you think. That's what's important to you. That may not be important to them. Uh, maybe a grocery store. Uh, right. Let's start with that because it's a food desert. And but I realized that was my mistake because I have more. I know what the people who have less than me need, and that's just a big misunderstanding and the wrong approach to really building community. You do have to get in that community and say, like, what what are, what do you want? And and that will help create a, a shared vision with people. And um, <clears throat> but I, I admit talking about vision, I admit that I had a vision that wasn't in line with them. And it, it, I, I burnt myself out trying to create that. I think the. You said it said it correctly. So if we think about we uh, a few weeks ago, we lost Nipsey Hussle. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But what he was doing for his community, Mm -hmm. he wasn't using his name 
per se going out, hey, I'm Nipsey Hussle and this is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. He was just doing it mm -hmm. within the community. Uh, he had a chance to see outside the barrel. Right. And he slowly started telling the crabs in the barrel, we don't belong in a barrel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we have to do. So I think you're you're 100% right for those of us that have left. Mm -hmm. uh, I think about Killer Mike, David Banner, just to name a, a few right. uh, entertainers that are trying to rebuild their their uh, community. Uh, DJ Envy, who throws real estate investing seminars. Mm -hmm. Come back, consult if you're not on the ground level anymore. Right. You know, sometimes we we get educated and get separated from the ground level that mm -hmm. we don't understand. Come back, find the, the leaders in mm -hmm. that community, uh, the people who who are always on the grind, who are have their their ear closer to the ground. Mm -hmm. Find out how mm -hmm. to communicate. Mm -hmm. What to communicate mm -hmm. and let's stop trying to get this hit hit the home run on the first first at bat right your first ever at bat trying to hit a home run mm -hmm. it takes time it takes time yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's let's uh step into our communities with that approach and if it's somebody out there that's listening to this that you're in the community you're close to the your ears close to the ground and you see something bigger for your community, start with a, a young child. Adopt a young child in the sense of, hey, there's something better. Let me teach you a, a trade or a skill, mm -hmm. give you some pride in this community bigger than what you see. Right. You know, I, th I think that will definitely help us. Yeah. Build that momentum. And even for those too, like, I, you know, I jokingly say I, I live in the suburbs, but I desperately want to build a community here where I live too. Right. And that means that, um, I actually know my neighbors. I actually have a relationship with my neighbors and I'm actually being a light, uh, like Jesus has called me to be for the community that I stay in. I mean, you say love your neighbors and yeah, we, ha I have neighbors and I need to be figuring out ways on how to, you know, it's not, you know, busting down people's doors and say, Hey, you know, will you hang out with us? But, it is that over time, you know, learning about them to gain understanding about them and, and hopefully developing a, a friendship and relationship between families that could really be a light for the people who are in this community. And so, you know, I do joke about suburbs, but community is community. I mean, really, the larger principle and commandment is to love your neighbor. Right. Um, whether you stay in the hood, stay in the burb, stay in metro, whatever, it's, it's you have neighbors. You should be a, a being a light for that. And I think for me, um, I do have a vision for the community that I live in, and that's us being a a uh, proactive family that is reaching out to other families to 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 build a bridge because it's all about relationships. Right and. Uh, you hit something on the head just then, no matter if it's suburbia mm -hmm. or quote unquote hood, mm -hmm. ghetto, whatever you want to label it. Um, build that bridge, build that village. Mm -hmm. I always say it takes a village Man, to raise a, a yeah, child, got to. but it also takes a village to heal a lot of wounds. 
because things come up, you know, somebody loses a loved one or they hit hard times and they need people around them that have their best interest at heart. Uh, somebody told me something that was pretty profound. He was like, if, if we got together and said, this is our street mm-hmm. and then we expanded to the neighboring streets, Hey, th- these are our streets. And then we kept going till it was the community. We could put the government out of business. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. What do you what do you think you meant by that? Like, by by owning all the businesses, owning all the houses, or what? What do you mean? Not only owning, but taking care of each other. So we have a community garden, or uh, uh, there's a plumber, there's electrician. Um, we own the banks, or you know, we know the banks. We have a relationship with the banks. We start building all these relationships within each other mm. that we don't need government assistance to, to, to help to help, help. And, and, and to just maintain and, yeah. and thrive. Yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Um, man, it, it really is a, a, a good thing, man, to, to see men like engaging in community affairs and, and people taking initiative to say, you know, uh, to lead certain initiatives in, in communities and, um, I, I definitely encourage guys, wh- whatever the context of community that you see yourself in or that you want to like play your role, right. you know, play your role in that and, and watch it happen. And it's hard to do it by yourself. That's why we that's why we that's why I create a movement. Yes, sir. <laughs> you heard me say I got burnt out <laughs> me doing it by myself. I can't do it by myself and neither can you. Right. We can do it together for sure. So, um, man, uh Okay, so we we rolling now. We talked about relationships. We talked about family. We talked about what vision looks like for our communities, the various communities that we're actively uh, uh, participating in. Let's take what vision looks like in the marketplace. Vision in the marketplace, man. Uh, wow. And, and I, I I'm kind of uh. I'm having an experience with this vision in the marketplace thing right now. Yes, you are. So I'm going to try to keep it as general. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it as general. Speak your truth. Uh, as, as I can't be Living without your truth. implying. <laughs> Living your truth. <laughs> without implying. But literally, <clears throat> you know, there's a, the, the Bible verse, uh, Proverbs 29, 18 says, uh, you know, um, for lack of revelation where, where there's no revelation the people throw off restraint or for lack of vision people perish as most of us are, are accustomed to hearing it but man being in a place where i don't know first of all what my what how my role plays into the future health of this organization is confusing confusing big time yeah i don't know where this organization it doesn't have a vision for five years down the road it doesn't have a vision for what the vision isn't communicated so therefore literally i am experiencing this verse every day i go into work yeah uh, let's talk about revelation let's let's back up because 
Uh, you mentioned revelation, and I think it's the second definition, the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something related to human existence or the world. Right. So that means that we need divine intervention, divine uh, information or wisdom to help us see beyond our human limitations. Right. So, uh, you know, how do you know to uh, open this how do we know to start movement right when we did? I had I had this experience with like, man, I got all this. Uh, I have this desire right now to create a community. Why not start a company? The whole movement as a like that was given to me. Yeah, it, it was literally given to me from my heavenly father. I can't explain it no other way. And so you wonder why people become successful just like that it's like that divine timing happened and they they just was obedient and followed it and it this was the result and so man we need that revel revelation to show us that what is possible beyond what our human limitations are and and i say um man people in leadership ex uh positions need to revisit this because well, I, I think we'll talk about it as we close, but man, vision isn't just saying, oh, okay, I see, see what it could be. Oh, that's nice. Right. No, it moves you into action. But I think you said something very important. You also have to share it. Yes. You have to share it with your, with your, um, I don't want to say subordinates, but with your employees. Your employees, yeah. Um. So let's, let's take a step back. Everybody who wants to create a business, because mm -hmm. not everybody wants to create a business. Right. But if you want to create a business, have a vision. And mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be. I know a lot of people say, what's your one, five, 10, 15. Right. It doesn't have to be that far no. out. But let's do one and five. Right. One, three, five. Mm -hmm. Let's at least do that. Right. And like we've been saying, at least in the relationships and the family portion of it and I think it was implied, if not in the community part of it, come back and revisit, mm -hmm. revisit, right. revisit, mm -hmm. adapt, adjust, but have a vision, have a plan. Have to, man. It's so confused. We said, we said, you know, not having that vision, not having that authority to enforce that envision, not having the buy-in from people who are on that, on that vehicle that's supposed to be traveling towards this vision to not have a vision. It creates chaos. Yes. There's a void there. There's a there's a purposelessness that exists in places, in families, in communities, in marketplace that it just is purposeless and it's anarchy. And it's and literally, like I said, it may not be crazy out of control, like people burning down the buildings, but there are fires that has to be put out every day because there are there is nothing there to say. You know what? Everybody else is 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 gearing towards this direction. I probably shouldn't do that. Right. I don't. People aren't being messy, so I'm not going to be messy. Other people are excited and happy to be here, even though I don't feel like it. I probably should just act like it anyway. But if you have everybody walking in and they don't have that energy and it's whole hum and and woe is me. And it's just, uh, right. I why, hate it. Why, why should I come to work? Right. What's the purpose? If I don't have a vision, if I don't have something pulling me beyond what I see, well, then what's the purpose? 
I think it even goes beyond that. People get lulled to sleep mm-hmm. all the time. So you see people reflect back on their life, and that's the the mountaintop. We talked about Stone Mountain, the mountaintop. When you get to the top, you're supposed to reflect back where you came from. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying to men, mm-hmm. whether whether you found this out at age 10 or 50, when you reflect back on your life, mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, do you have something to be proud of? Did you live up to a vision? Did you even have a vision? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to these companies, when they're, when, you know, they hit these different marks and the crazy thing is small businesses, if they survive three years mm-hmm. by the year five, most of them are closed because mm-hmm. there was no vision. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we're saying, let's take the marketplace back, mm-hmm. let's, let's be this in the marketplace. If you survived the five year and you made it to a mid-sized company, Mm-hmm. Or a larger, small company, mid-sized company, even a large company. Mm-hmm. And you look, do you have a vision? If you had a vision, is your company still standing in that vision? Right. I, I would be looking for that divine revelation because Blockbuster probably had a vision. I mean, a vision for what they wanted to be, but they weren't seeing beyond their circumstances. Right, right. <laughs> Back to the, to the barrel, yeah. you know? Yeah, this is all you can see. And when um, Netflix came along, mm. it it created a whole new new vision, new expansion of what people thought was possible. And it's funny because uh, I was thinking about, uh, you know, uh, oh the the saying, well we've we've always done it this way. Ooh. We we've always done it this way. That's how we got here. Well, maybe how you got here is not enough to get you there where they are and and for me man i think it's even imperative as a father as a husband as a person that cares about leadership as a leader i don't maybe i don't have to be leading a company but i can at least say i need to step back and and reflect on where i'm charting what course i'm charting right now is this where i want to go is this is this going in the direction that I see for myself? You don't even have to be a leader. You don't have to have a leadership title to be a leader and influence a, a company or organization. Right. Uh, if you talked about black blockbuster, uh, let's talk about Amazon mm. and all these brick and mortar companies that are shutting them down, son, because they, they lacked vision. They got comfortable. They got complacent. That's what I talked about mm. because even if they had a vision, nobody was going back revisiting it. Right. Changing the vision. Right. New technology comes along. You know, a computer hits the shelf. When I was going through my degree at Georgia Southern, mm. Hale Southern, <laughs> you know, the real GSU, um, <laughs> it was when a computer hit the shelf, it was already six months old. Mm. Just hit the shelf. And mm. technology has moved. Right. Even faster than that. Right. You know, our cell phones have more technology than the <laughs> NASA space shuttle at this time of recording. Wow. So, yeah. you know, if nobody has a vision to say, what is the technology in the world or what's the new thing? Um, the Connect, when it hit Xbox 360, mm-hmm. the developer Connect went to Sony first. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't want it. 
Microsoft said, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And they integrated it into the Xbox. Um, and now Microsoft is $1 trillion. <laughs> they, oh, I mean, to $1 trillion, bro. Hey. Hey. They, doing, they got a great vision that's been adapted over time. And if you think about all the VR technology mm-hmm. or AR, yeah, augmented right. reality that's coming along, even Amazon, I bought, I was getting ready to buy a suitcase on Amazon and it was like, try this out. And I was able to point my camera at the floor and see what it would look like compared to something else. What? Yes. Man. My wife was like, get that witchcraft out of my house. <laughs> that witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's the that's the thing. Like, Amazon is trying new things. It may not always work out, but try different things. Mm-hmm. Be exciting. Be, be fearless. Have the courage to fail. Mm-hmm. But keep pushing forward. Right. And I love this quote. Uh, I think uh, Kamasi Washington Am I saying it right? Kamasi Washington, the saxophone player. I saw his YouTube uh, uh, video about, you know, he said, be flexible. He said, be stubborn with your goals, but flexible how you get there. Yes. And I think that's the epitome of vision going forward. Like, no, I had this vision of where I want to be, but life happened and da da da. So I, I got to learn to adapt and move and be flexible with how I get there. But the the mute, the mission doesn't stop. I still got to keep going with this. Yep. And that's what we're saying when we're talking about applying vision to our uh, relationships, our family, our community, the marketplace. We have to have a vision in order to create families that are healthy, marriages that are healthy we got to be willing to put in the work but one of the biggest takeaways that i would love for you guys to take away from it it's not enough to slap some 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 pictures on a a board and say this is my vision board this is what i'm going to do you have to have something that inspires you to act right a good vision will inspire you to act and press forward and we have to have that in place. It's good to have your vision board. It's good to say something. It's good to have your stuff written down on paper. It's good to have your affirmations. But if you don't act on those things, then it's never going to come to fruition. So, guys, you got to have some action behind your vision. So, man, vision, vision. He got the envision, baby. Look in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we go close up shop, man. We we out of here, man. Hey, man, I'm gonna go to the fries. Man. Yeah, I did maybe waffle fries though. <laughs> waffle fries, Chick- yeah, um. yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us uh, in this podcast talking about vision. This is our value series, and we appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, please share, please comment, please subscribe. It is bigger than just listening to podcasts. We want to inspire you into a movement. Yes, sir. Uh, um, I think the what you hit me with, being a man is not easy, but it's necessary. Ooh. Come on and join us, men. Come join us. You know what? Hey, yo, fellas. Let's be out. This is the Man Up Movement. This is your man, Lazarus Bruner Jr. This your other man, Torrance R. Simmons. And we are out of here. Yes, sir. Peace.